Hello. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. Do you want me to count in with you? <laughs> no, it's just funny to me. Every time. I don't know why. This is true neutral ass. I'm Keenan. I'm Derek. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so that's a good sign. <laughs> it's a good that. Uh, that's a good start. We're professionals. We ask you know. things. <laughs> we ask things and we answer them. Questions that you uh, hadn't thought of and probably didn't care about. Well, we're gonna ask them and answer them anyways, cause fuck it. Uh, today, True Neutral asks, "What?" True Neutral asks, "If you could take any one franchise and turn it into a horror movie, oh, what franchise would you pick, and how would you make this horror movie? Like, what kind I'll of horror?" Winnie movie? the Pooh. Yeah, a la Winnie the Pooh, kind of, yeah. Well, Teletubbies is an easy answer. Oh, yeah, that's horrifying. I don't think it's my final one, but I wanted you to think about it. No, I don't like it. I immediately regret everything. The sun rises one day and it's dead. Oh, dead baby in the sun. Yeah. So that's terrifying. Just oh, would, to it would, start be, off. would it be a dark sun then? Yeah. Yeah, there wouldn't be light, but it would still come up and it would just be dead baby in the yeah. darkness. Yeah, I feel bad saying that, but yes. And then the Teletubbies' eyes glow red. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I think the Teletubbies are um, to be the the victims. Oh, they're going to be the ones that are they're getting, getting unalived. Yeah. It might be a thing situation wherein um, one of them is evil. And okay. It, and is eating the others with its <coughs> TV belly mouth. Like a th- like the thing. Yeah, I just said like a thing situation. Like a thing, yeah. It's like a thing situation. I know. I just said it, I just said it louder and <laughs> with more emphasis to make it sound like it was my idea. <laughs> That's the trick, everybody. <laughs> oh yeah. So I think that would be interesting. It'd probably be the red one. That feels right. Sure. Um, but you know the. I don't back- know the green one. Some sinisterness hiding behind those eyes. That's fair. Uh, but the vacuum could play a part where it like does a big old jump scare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, you kind of have to go with a thing type situation because, to the best of my knowledge, aside from the baby that lives inside the sun, the Teletubbies are like the only living thing on their planet. Well, in the narrator that yells at them, God, yeah. their God yells at them, and they can very clearly hear it. Yeah, I kind of thought that was the baby. What? But the <laughs> the baby doesn't like you see the baby like make noise in the sun, and it can't. It doesn't talk. Well, yeah, but that's just when it's enjoying the sunshine time. When it has to do God things, it puts on its voice. <laughs> I imagine this is a sort of otherworldly entity. I assumed that whatever was talking to them was probably the parent of the baby that's in the sun. Oh. So that makes a little more sense. <laughs> but it takes away my fun, omnipowerful baby. Yeah, which I'm not sure why you'd want that. You currently have a baby. Would you want that? Would you want your baby to be all-powerful? Hmm. Just do whatever. Yes. I think that you would you would get that wish granted and then you would very quickly come to regret it. <laughs> I mean, that's probably fair, but it would be super interesting. 
I'll tell you this. It's not boring. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, no, no. I, the, I just wanted to, you to think, have to think that Teletubbies as a horror. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I knew. I knew that would bug you. So, um, do you have an answer for this? Well, I think it my gut response is Forrest Gump. <laughs> I want to what? Make, yeah, I'm gonna make Forrest Gump into a serial killer, and he's <laughs> just gonna kill everything. The war sparks this thing in him, right? <laughs> and um, like it just it sparks something. Like between everything that happened with Jenny and everything, he goes and he goes does like goes into the war and. It, Something about the war just breaks his mind. Does he still save all those people? No, he kills them. Oh, he just goes out like. Does he keep running back, or how does that work? What? Okay, you're gonna have to explain how that scene plays out then. Which was because I I know Forrest Gump. I yeah. love the movie Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs back and forth. He's like, they're like Forrest, no, don't go out there, and then he runs out. Goes and gets a wounded guy, comes back, goes to get a wounded guy, comes back. Like, what? how does your scene play out? Every person he brings back is dead. He just, oh, so he's still bringing them back. He's bringing them back, but he's killing them and then bringing them back. So do they just all die of broken neck? Broken neck, stab wounds, it's a war. <laughs> Gunshots, whatever. I'm... Pretty sure most of them were victims of like. And then on the, on the way back, instead of like Captain Dan becomes, you know, like he's a bit of a burden, so you just, you know, off Captain Dan. Wow, the rest of the movie plays out really differently from here. You know, yeah, I'm turning it completely into just a horror movie where it's literally it's just like the story of Forrest Gump and. Like, his terrible life just breaking his brain and turning him into a serial killer. Does he still start Bubba Gump? No, no. He doesn't play ping pong. He doesn't meet Nixon. Damn. <laughs> he kills people. <laughs> he still runs. But then everyone that tries to join him, he just offs them. I'm not the smartest man, <laughs> yeah. but I know what death feels like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's terrifying, actually. <laughs> you just turn it, yeah, into this, like, yeah, this story of just this one man and his descent into madness. Uh, he slaughters his way across multiple countries. He already understands so little. It's not fair to put that psychosis on him. This is a tragedy. You're, you're, <laughs> writing, you're, writing, a you're writing a tragedy. A thing can be two things. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's a fair call. I just feel like this goes tragedy horror. <laughs> and delving into his mind, does he like really lose his grip on reality and why he's actually doing these things? Mm -hmm. Would be super fascinating. I mean, obviously, you got to kill Jenny too. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be the climax, right? Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, when she, like, her ultimate, like, may, like, maybe it's that point where she comes back and she, like, tries to save him or whatever and is like, I, we can be together or whatever, and it's just, like, he's so far gone at that point, he can't even handle that. Yeah, yeah, there's not, there's nothing Like, left. Lenny and a rabbit, just <laughs> fucking... 
there's just nothing left in that for him at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at that point, he's already killed so many people. Yeah. It's just like... Because that's after the war and after the whole running bit. What? It happens. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> 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 Mom always told me life's like a box of chocolates. Shit! Eat the wrong one, you just might fucking die. <laughs> I just like to imagine he's interrupting his own sentences. It's <laughs> yeah, just, just, just a death blow. <laughs> just to kill him. Yeah. Modus operandi of Forrest Gump killing people. What do you think? Man, I feel like it would either be like... A violent stabbing or a calculated strangle with, like, piano wire. Yeah. I think, I mean, he is trained, army trained, so... He's like, really capable. On, a, as, a, a garrote would just mm-hmm. suit him, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for some of the, the for some of them. I, I'm picturing, like, the ones where he's just running and people are trying to... He's probably just got to have, like, a gun or a knife and just, like, a quick stab or a slice as he's going. Yeah. Definitely a knife in that case. Even, you don't think even, he'll use a gun? No, even this far gone, I don't think that Forrest would use a gun in these situations. You're, you're picking extremely personal ways of killing people as well. I think like... it would be personal for Forrest. <laughs> if, if, he's, if he's lost so much that he's like, at this point, like, you've broken an unbreakable man. Yeah. Do you and... think Tom Hanks could do that? You think Tom Hanks could pull that, that performance off? <sighs> Hard call, but probably. Ah, that would be a good movie. Yeah, it would. It would be hard to watch, but it would be a good movie. It would be just really depressing. I think by the end of things, you'd be like, "This is another person dead," but I'm so sad for everyone in this film. (laughs) 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 What story was the director trying to tell? (laughs) This is just fucked. (laughs) Alternate alternate history is messed up, man. Yeah. I I think a a good Forrest Gump horror psychological horror story. That's wretched. Um. Damn. <laughs> that was just my 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 first off the cuff gut go. What if he drowned Jenny in the reflecting pool? Ooh. Yeah. Because hers would have to be. Hers would have to stand out. Hers would have to be significantly different than all the other deaths that are happening in this movie. Yeah. Oof. Could do just like a fun montage. Like keep a some fun? of the what? Well, you no, cannot follow that up with fun. I'm thinking. Anything. I'm thinking of like keeping like <laughs> some of the, like the musical score and everything. So like, so like the bit where they did the montage of him like. Doing the ping pong and mean like you know all the things that are happening, like you could just keep that music and then just overlay a montage of him killing people over it instead. <laughs> there would be fun ways to do like some some dark humor with it. Yeah, I mean you absolutely could. Like, oh man, what if it? starts early and it's like at his boarding house if 
he kills Elvis. I mean, things just change. Like, in the background, we just notice music just changes a little bit. Oh, yeah. Of, like, actual consequential changes. Mm-hmm. Maybe he kills the president while he's there. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. He meets him twice? Three times? They're all different presidents at the time. One of them is John F. Kennedy, so... <laughs> you know, he would have just been early, I guess. <laughs> that would that would make the movie pretty controversial if you changed Forrest Gump and then made him <laughs> kill the presidents. <laughs> not not just one, but all of them. <laughs> yeah, all of them would definitely be a thing. <laughs> but I think if you made it Nixon, you could make it funny. <laughs> the thing is, is I'm not sure the story would lead to him meeting Nixon. Fair enough. Anymore. Fair enough, but that would still like be Like, if he's not funny. gonna make bubblegum shrimp, he's probably also not gonna meet Nixon. Say bubblegum. I, I did not. <laughs> I absolutely did not. You know it. <laughs> it sounded a bit like bubblegum. <laughs> I used to have a bubblegum shrimp shirt. I, I think the, I remember that. I had the boat. and Jenny. Yeah. It's weird to name a boat after somebody who's still alive. <laughs> I just thought about that for the first time. Like, that's weird, right? Yeah. Well, like I said, Forrest wasn't all there to begin with. Yeah. But that's, I mean, granted, she'll probably never see that, but yeah. still, that's She weird. literally only came back to have someone take care of her kid because she was dying. Yeah. That's the only reason she came back. Is he like me? <laughs> I've never seen him brandish a knife before, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly one of the most touching scenes ever. I love that. I love this. I love Forrest Gump. It kind of hurts me to talk about doing these things. <laughs> but I also love horror movies. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that that would, would be a fun take on it. I think you're using fun a little too liberally in this instance. I also enjoy horror movies, and I think it would be an interesting story to tell. Interesting's the right word. I just don't know if fun is... I think I would cry at this movie. You cry at a lot of movies. Yeah. I But I don't feel like it would be intended for me to cry at it. And I would Most movies are not. Yes, they are. Not all of them. No, but a lot of them are really, like... If you get an emotion out of somebody from the work that you made, you're definitely doing what you're trying to do. If I cry at a piece of cinema, that means they did their job and I felt a thing. I don't know. I guess. I've never cried at a piece of cinema. No, but you have enjoyed it in the way yeah. it was meant to be enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's... It's the same kind of thing. I just <laughs> feel some things harder than other things. Yeah. That's that's just a thing. Some yeah. people cry a lot of movies. Some people do not. <laughs> you don't cry a lot at all. No. No. Mm. Always been taught it's pretty healthy to do a big old cry sometimes. So I do a big old cry sometimes. It's real good for me. You ever seen Interstellar? 
I have not. I really want to. I cry for that shit. That could easily be a horror movie, but it's just a you know a very realistic feeling space movie for a lot of it. And um, Earth is dying, so you could just like focus more on the people dying on Earth and make it horror-y. But there's some really tense moments in it, you know, cause it's space and braving new frontiers and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. Space is cool. Space is so cool. So cool. Um, what movie would you make into a horror movie? You did say or what franchise? franchise. Yeah. What franchise okay. would you make into a horror movie? Gravity Falls. Ooh. See, I haven't watched a lot of Gravity Falls. I know a bit about it. That is a shame, my friend, because... All right, if Did you like the episodes you watched? I, I haven't seen any of it. I've read bits and pieces of lore and stuff about it, but I, I haven't... I know there's the Triangle guy, uh, Bill Cipher, yeah. right? That's that. He's yeah. from that, right? And it, I, I know little bits and things, but I definitely have never seen any of it. I don't really know anything, like, a lot about it. Well, it's one of the best shows I've seen, and with, like, a definitive conclusion. Like, there's obviously, like, oh, there's more stories to be told, but, like, it's also, like, this is the end of this cartoons show. Okay. And so having a, you know, a beginning, a middle, and an end to work with, and making either, like, a series of films or just a horror version of the TV show. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, give it, like, hour-long episodes, kind of condense some of the filler episodes, because it was a Disney Plus TV show, like... Yeah. I don't know if it was Disney Plus. It was the uh, Disney XD. I was like, didn't it come? I thought it came out on it was Cartoon a, Network or something. No, it was a Disney one. Oh. I uh, never, yeah. It was after I had TV and stuff, so I just never. But it's got a lot of, like, campy horror elements. Because it's, it's all, like, based on scary stuff and mysteries. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, the, the gnomes throw up rainbows, like... It's fun. Yeah. And like, but, like, there's a lot of horror elements in that, and a lot of, like, oh, the kids are scared kind of mm-hmm. thing. But if you really turn that on its head and went to its logical conclusion of, like, scary, and I don't know. I don't know if you do it live action or not, but um, I feel like it just, like, a more adult-style animated show would probably be better. Yeah. But, like, don't don't change, like, the ages and stuff. Don't change, like, the base mysteries and what happens around it. Just take all the silly out and make it fucking freaky. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay to put kids in horror movies. That's something that people have fallen away from in recent years. And that was a big part of stuff when I was a kid. Like, there was always kids in horror movies. Maybe not all of them. Like, you know, your Freddies and Jasons and stuff. Like, they were teenagers, but they weren't kid kids. Right. But there's de- there was definitely more children in, like, horror movies than there are. You could traumatize them more then. Yeah. Like, movies like uh, Boogeyman and... Uh, fucking shit, there was another one I was just thinking of. <laughs> I can't remember right now. But... Where, like, basically the the main protagonist was, like, this small, like, 
seven-year-old child, roughly, seven to ten, you yeah. know? And, like, they are, like, fighting to get the demon or the bad monster out of the house and, like, help their family or whatever. And it was just, like, a base part of horror movies years ago. That's not a thing anymore. <laughs> and it bothers me. <laughs> Right, so Derek wants to see children in fear for their lives. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's just, I, it's a classic one of those things where, like, when you talk about horror and, like, that, especially the fear of, like, being young and having to fight off the monster and not knowing what to do about it, like, that's such a, a classic trope to play on. And the fact that it's fallen away because we're... I don't know, what, afraid to put kids in those situations or something like that. Like, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a movie. We've stopped traumatizing our children. I hate this. <laughs> Builds character, damn it. Look, we got school shootings for that. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Normally that's a you noise. I'm here making it now. Normally I would make that kind of joke. <laughs> opposite day here at True Neutral. <laughs> Look, I'm not a fan of them. <laughs> uh, no, take uh, Gravity Falls, though, and just, like, because it is, it is two kids, for mm -hmm. the most part, that are getting the most peril, but, like, actually having, like, characters die around them instead of, you know, cartoony situations where everybody's okay. Yeah, but, turn like, Bill Cipher into, like, a true monster. I mean, he is a true monster, just make him be more of a monster to them. Mm -hmm. He really is a scary villain. He is top ten villains for me of all time. He is really, really good at being weird and scary. Just pulls out deer teeth once. <laughs> like, out of the deer in front of them. It's fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah, Bill Cipher's fucking an evil evil entity and it's it would be really cool to see him presented more evil he could still be wacky because he is up kind of just lost his brain mm -hmm. in the struggle for power that he's been doing but uh he is also very very smart and well put together so it would be really interesting to see that presented it by a legitimate horror director to maximize the impact of the scary part of him. Mm-hmm. He's like... He's like a cosmic Joker. And, and not the time that Joker got cosmic powers. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> All right. That's a good villain. Yeah. That's fun. But making the shady uncle feel really, really shady would be a lot easier if you were going with a darker style. Mm -hmm. Making the the mystery shack scary looking and feel scary instead of like, cause it it's falling up. It's a falling apart building. If you just put that like edgy tint on it, whoa, it's a scary building. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Everything in that show just needs a slight tilt, and it's fucking scary. <laughs> Your idea for... and like, You took it to cartoons, and that gave me an idea for... What if we did, like, a, a 
Powerpuff Girls based horror thing. Okay. Where um, <laughs> it's pre the girls getting there, like being born or whatever. Okay. Um, and it's uh him rampaging through the city, killing people. I just really want to see a horror <laughs> movie based on him, where just like the ambiance of hearing his voice or hearing their voice, just like coming at you from like every angle in the like double octave yeah. way he speaks, like like oh. That would be so. That would be freaky. You could do that with the Powerpuff Girls alive, and just make it like, because like, he is kind of just the devil, right? Like, yeah, they just exist as an omniscient being. Yeah, wherever they are on their very nice bed. Yeah, with their lobster claws. Yeah. Um. Well, I was thinking pre pre the girls being born because then you could have the professor be the the main protagonist and his goal is basically to like find a way to stop him and he accidentally ends up making the girls trying to find a way to stop him that would be that'd be super interesting do you reveal what chemical x is uh I don't think so because Good. you don't want to you don't want to muddy it up too much. No, that's that's, that's the another right answer. Pr- that's another problem that modern movies have had is they try to overexplain everything to make make it all make sense. That's what made Solo feel weird. As a Star Wars movie, it was a lot of like, oh, here's a, a prolonged shot on on the blaster. This is his blaster. You remember the blaster from the old movies? This is the blaster. This is when he got that blaster. Check it out, the blaster. <laughs> it was it felt like a lot of that in that movie and that's that's what made it feel awkward. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It was a fine movie, but the like I I had heard that they explained a few things that just didn't need explaining his pretty name. much. His name did not need explaining. He was just Han, and then they were like, oh, well, you're Solo. Okay. Han Solo. Because he's alone. Wow. You could have just let that one rest. You could have just been Han Solo, and we just didn't have to think about that. Right. Like, like no one no one even cared. No one. No one had ever thought about it. No. I guarantee it. I, I mean, I know people have thought about it because I've read some of the, the now non-canon Star Wars books from olden times. <laughs> and I know people have thought about that shit because bloodlines are so important in Star Wars, like, extra canon. Like, yeah, they're the biggest thing. So, people have definitely thought about what Han Solo's name and lineage is. But then they probably wrote about it and made a much better story. That wasn't this. <laughs> this once again, it's it's just it's fine. It's good. It's a heist movie. It's got Woody Harrelson. We, everybody loves Woody Harrelson. And um, dude, there puts out real good solo energy. Like, All right. Like honestly, um, I can't remember the actor's name that did it, but he really feels Han Solo-y. Like he doesn't look that much like Han Solo, but. He knows how to walk and he knows how to talk like Han Solo. And all right, yeah, cool, yeah. Uh, it had really good energy. It was just like the story felt weirdly co- cobbled together, and um, yeah, 
jam-packed with references. So there's my mini solo review. Yeah. <laughs> even got a couple Lego sets from that one. Legos are always good. Yeah. Do you have another one you wanna you wanna horrorize? Oh man. See now I was thinking, um the cow and chicken world is pretty fucked up. I don't like cow and chicken. <laughs> I really don't like cow and chicken. I actually hate that show. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fuck that show. <laughs> Sounds like I've um, already made a horror show for you. But <laughs> yeah. you watch that show. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's That's a bad time for me. I, I, Once again, the, the devil is the best part of that show, which is another weird... like Exposed red butt it, guy. Yeah. Well, him is like a large... Tall, he's like the tall, skinny, lobster clawed person that really likes to wear heels and fishnets. You know, like that's just him's thing. Yeah, and who doesn't from time to time? Right. And 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 then the the devil in cow and chicken, which is act just called devil the devil maybe. I really don't remember. Actually, yeah, I don't remember either. But yeah, he's like this squat little... Oh, no. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought of a better one. You can keep going on with your devil description, but I thought of a better one. I'm trying to think. It's almost like Danny DeVito's character in Hercules, but it's not. <laughs> it's it's that, but like uber goofy. And red, and with a baboon butt. Yeah, that he bounces on. A lot. A lot. He bounces on it. He holds his there legs a, and bounces on it. Old school Cartoon Network, lots of bare butts, lots of butts getting spanked, lots, lots of people of, bouncing on their butts. Lots of butts. Lots and lots of butts in our childhood cartoons. Yeah. It's a weird thing I'm literally just now realizing. Oh, no, yeah, I thought about that. Think about Dexter's mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots of butts. There was also the trend of uh, certain people in cartoons never showing their faces, like Miss Bellum. Who also had a butt. Yeah, <laughs> well, yes. But, like, uh, there was Miss Bellum, there was... Who else was there? Because there was a couple other characters in those Cartoon Network shows that never showed their faces. Well, um, well people in Tom and Jerry didn't, really. Yeah. That's old, old. <laughs> But you're first, right. That's the first one I thought of. Yeah, you're right. I always assumed, like, for the Tom and Jerry one, that they did that because they're just like, no, drawing and animating people? Pff, that's too complicated. We'll just do their feet. This is all aimed at the cat and the mouse anyways. <laughs> it's supposed to be angled down. We'll just do their feet walking by, and we'll have someone record them yelling or something. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh. What what other ones do you think of? Uh, Johnny Bravo as an actual predator. Oh, he's like actually a stalker. Yeah, like he's just actually a big, buff, burly dude who's really immature and lives with his mom and sees a connection with every very pretty woman he sees. Oh. And sometimes he decides to pursue that. <laughs> Most times. Most times. Man, that's a good one. I think, like, you'd go through and he'd, like, 
tried to pick ladies up at a bar, get rejected a few times, and then just pick one, and he'd follow them, and then, like, you wouldn't see what happens, but, like, you might see, like, the next scene would be like, oh, I wonder where our friend went, kind of thing. Is the best friend still that little girl? Uh, Is she, like, his accomplice? No, no, she she would be an innocent. I was thinking that the twist of the movie, after you see him, like, you see maybe him even do a couple of the killings or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't see what happens afterwards. The The twist of the movie would be he always comes back and his mom helps him clean up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's a mama's boy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then maybe, like, she'd take the rap and uh, he'd get away. It makes sense. And then that little girl would just have to have this weird sense of what the fuck just happened. I feel betrayed and something's lost. Yeah. <laughs> Poor little kid. Poor little kid. But yeah, I think that would be a really scary movie. That would be. That would be good. I Get like Seth MacFarlane to work on it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I like how we're just dancing around Courage because Courage is too... It's already a horror show. There were parts in that I was already scared of as a child. Can you imagine just making that slightly more real? Return the slab. <laughs> that fucking head? That just the the giant white head that just appeared sometimes? Mm-hmm. That was just the scary thing for that one? Yeah. Something about the harvest moon. For whatever reason, one of the episodes of that show that always sticks out in my brain is the one where Eustace takes courage with him and he goes to that diner. And he just is sitting up top oh, yeah. eating a burger the whole time. Because I remember watching that scene, and every time Eustace takes a bite out of his burger, it's the, the bite's gone, right? Right. And then as he opens his mouth to take another bite, they had just clipped the frame back to where the burger was full again for like a frame or two, and then he'd take a bite out of that same spot, it was the same hole <laughs> in the burger. And I was just like... Oh, cartoon. Yeah, it was one of the first times I remember like thinking about animation and how they did it and how it worked and things. Like, That's always fun. It's, yeah. it's cool to have that like little moment saved. Oh, yeah, you you can't really make you could make courage scarier, but I think it would take away the magic of what makes it scary in the first place. Yeah. I think if you made it just like slightly more realistic, that would have, like, not full live action or anything, but just a little bit more realistic than the super campy style of cartoon animation that it was done in previously. Right. If you, like, like, Courage doesn't transform into stuff, he might go and, like, yip-yap at the owners, but he doesn't, like, transform mm-hmm. into stuff and give a very clear description of the danger. Mm-hmm. And Eustace would definitely still be mean, but he would probably be meaner and less, like... Booga booga booga. Yeah, exactly. Which and then maybe change like the actual art style a little bit to make it a slightly more realistic. Yeah, I think that is a given for any of the cartoons that we're turning into horror. Though I think you, you want to take away that that happier, bright cartoon edge, and you change the art style just a little bit to make it a little bit more realistic, a little bit darker, a little bit more scary. Yeah, yeah. Um. Codename Kids Next Door. I was thinking, yeah, that would I, be a... I can't think of it as an actual horror, though. I think you just make it more intense action. So it, at best, it would be an action horror. I think it would be like... Uh, you, you take Codename Kids Next Door, then that's going to turn into like a, a remake of The Warriors. 
I don't know what that is. Oh, you never watched The Warriors? No. Dude, that's such a good fucking movie. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a good movie. About, like, street gangs, and there's, like, basically, like, a a thing happening where, like, they're all, like, fighting or whatever, and it's about the Warriors, who's one of the street gangs, and they go around and they have to take out, like, all the other gangs to become, like, the best one or whatever. Huh. It's a really good fucking movie. Gang violence. Yeah, film. it's great, man. It's so good. Okay. It's an old, it's an older movie. It's right. really good. All right. Cool, cool. The Warriors. <laughs> yeah, the Warriors. Oh, yeah. But that's what Codename Kids Next Door would turn into, I bet. It would just be like a a, a Warriors-type movie. Frasier. Ooh. <laughs> Who's the bad guy, Frasier or Niles? <laughs> Niles, obviously. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> I think that would be a series where, like, it wouldn't. It would start off basically the same, but it only have one season because the family just, or maybe two seasons, because like the family just like starts to disappear. There's more missing signs like in their area for other people. Yeah. And it's like it would be a really like behind the scenes, like watch it a second time and you'll notice he's got you know like a stain on his shirt this time or like. Right. But. Yeah, McNiles, uh, just a background scary guy. And then uh, the second season would be, like, getting him to come in and watching watching his side of things. <laughs> yeah. Do Will and Grace. Oh, how would you do that? Well, obviously, they would just be, like, is Jackie the bad guy? I, I think they would maybe, like, work together, and it would just be, like, them offing... I don't know, everybody. <laughs> is it Jackie? Is that the girl's name? Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, the G- Grace's friend, Jackie. Yeah. yeah, okay. The really, really rich one. Yeah. 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 She'd just do it for a thrill. Yeah. Like, yeah. In, in that in that Will and Grace universe, she might just kill people for a thrill. Yeah, yeah, she actually might. <laughs> I'm not sure she's smart enough for that in that show. Not, she's not smart enough, but she can pay enough people to hide stuff. <laughs> Doesn't have to be smart. There's a line in that show that always stuck with me where she talks about, like, Grace is doing laundry at the laundromat, and Jackie's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm washing my clothes. Like, and Jackie just goes, what do you mean washing your clothes? People wash their clothes. You wear your clothes more than once? (laughs) And then Grace is all confused, and Jackie's just like, at the end of every day, I just throw mine in the trash, and I get new ones. (laughs) That's... And it always stuck with me. I'm like, is that a thing rich people actually do? <laughs> I think they must. Because there's no way those other, like, the very expensive brands are making a consistent living off of poor people. <laughs> rich people just don't need that many t-shirts. It's not like they're wearing holes in them. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were just literally, like, tossing them. Yeah, I suppose so. So why else are you buying new shirts? I've had the same shirts for like 15 years. I keep having to retire shirts because they've got too many holes. Currently wearing a shirt that I got in 2012. It's got large holes in it and stuff. But I got it at a concert when I saw Serge Tanky and play, and so I don't want to get rid of it. (laughs) 
We're sitting next to drums, as we've mentioned before, and I've filled the bass drum. There's one pillow in there and then a bunch of my old T-shirts because I had to retire a bunch of them recently. So, right. Um, that's our dampener. <laughs> but I was just looking through. Yeah, there's there's at least five, ten, maybe 15 shirts there. Mm-hmm. The, I see are... the, the orange one that came from that very first show we played, that oh, basement yeah. show. Yeah, that's that's just down there because I want it in here. <laughs> that's not one I had to retire. But those other ones all are just full of holes or, like, worn so thin that they just aren't really suitable shirts anymore. Like, if I touch them on a sharp object, they're going to rip in half. Yeah. So... I know how that is. Yeah, I can't really imagine just throwing away shirts. I buy shirts that I really like. <laughs> I think if I was very rich, I would still just buy basic shirts that I really like. I'd just be able to afford the ones I like. Yeah, that makes sense about what I would do. I mean, I guess I would probably buy myself like one or two nice suits, because I also like having suits every now and again. Fair enough. I do like to dress dapper every once in a while. I would buy myself old pirate regalia. Also, yes. Also, yes. You know, <laughs> man, if I could have, like, the fold-over boots and, like, oh, yeah, yeah, the tricorn cap. Yeah. Oh, I'd be all about it. Got to have that lace ruffle going on at the, the sleeves if and at the collar. If you don't have the ruffle, you're fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, what kind of right pirate are up. you? Uh, do we have any more horror, uh, non-horror horror franchises? Um, I was trying to think of, like, Ed, Ed, and Eddie one. I don't think you could really... I don't know how that would work. It would... It wouldn't be... It, it wouldn't be so much a a traditional, like, monster horror movie. It would be more a story of, like, the kids' is the Ed's parents just being not good parents. Okay. Essentially, it would, it would, it would be a, a story of, like, these three kids trying to help each other through their, each individual, like, form of, like... So just an emotional tragedy, not a horror Yeah, story. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that'd be sad to watch. It's not scary. It's not scary. I mean, there could be moments where you could make it scary. Like, well, you could yeah. keep some of the cartoony elements, like... Uh, fear of abuse is obviously a fear, and it will get, you know, people afraid, but it's more of a, like, get out of there, that's a bad situation, rather than a, a oh my god, you're gonna die. Yeah, because there was even already elements of it in the show, like, when... Ed would get grounded, and they'd take his parents would take away the entire staircase, right? Yeah. So he couldn't get out of the basement. Yeah. And then there were scenes when he was grounded, and he would like hear things at night, and he would start freaking out, but he couldn't get up the stairs, get out of the basement. So he's just like hiding under his blankets, or he's like you know running around all scared and not able to do anything. Like there's there's already material there to work with. Oh yeah. That. <laughs> like, um, and Double D's parents are super demanding. Mm-hmm. Well, they're never home, and they leave him passive-aggressive sticky notes everywhere with chores. So many, though. Mm-hmm. So many. <clears throat> and, uh... Eddie's parents, like... Eddie's parents aren't apparently, like, so bad. They're just... They seem to be more work-busy. Work 
But his older but brother his, beats him. His older brother fucking beats the shit out of him, so they either fucked up with that kid or they're fucking up with Eddie. Mm-hmm. Or both. Yeah. So, like, you know, there's that's more just a tale of neglect, but, um, yeah, Eddie's brother is a real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so... Which that reveal at the end of that show, like after like the the entire rest of the show of Eddie just like hyping his brother up and talking about how cool he is and how he wishes his brother was back, and then he comes back and he's just like this giant piece of shit guy that kicks the shit out of him. Yeah, it's just like man, psychologically that tracks, but how sad. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh. But I think that's I think that's about it for me for now, at least. For now, all right. Um, you have any more? I was trying to think, um, like, the the hardest thing to, like, change into a horror. Uh, wacky Racers? <laughs> so it would be, what, like, kind of like a death race thing? Yeah, it would just be, like, I guess a... A brutalized version of Wacky Racers. You'd still call it Wacky Racers, but it'd be like with an ironic tinge. Mm-hmm. It'd be all like colorful and ooh wacky, and then like and he, obviously little, Dick Dastardly and Mutley are the bad guys. Well, they're all they're all like actively competing to kill each other, so <clears> no one's really the bad guys. But like they're, I mean, they they obviously like set a bomb and. You know, yeah. Do 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 something extra bad, but like, right. yeah. So it's basically death race. Yeah, but like, there's there's no there's no survivors except for first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think there may have also been a twisted metal movie. If they didn't get made, they at least talked about making it. I remember hearing about that. Hmm. Yeah. Twisted metal was a fun game. It was. I like that game. And uh, that's been a True Neutral Ask. Yeah, if you have any ideas for fun franchises you could turn into horror movies, go ahead and email them to us um, at trueneutralpod at gmail.com. And, yeah, we'll give them a read. We'll probably read it out on the podcast. We'll, we'll talk about it. That's fun times. And fun times. You, you do also have the option, if you don't want us to read it on the podcast, just say something in the email. Yeah, yeah, tell us to not read it out if you don't want it read out, for sure. That's... But we would love to hear your fun ideas. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, about it. Uh, Have a spooky time! Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.